Hey, welcome to the Voico HR podcast. My name is Rob Wilson, and with me is my uh, brother and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And our vice president of HR, Jason Eisenhut. Hi, everyone. Nikki Navarro behind the board, making things sound uh, okay. Taking Great job a, as usual. Great job taking all the ums and ohs out. So, <laughs> this uh, this week's podcast is on performance management. They uh, people talk about it a lot with the with businesses. It's a it's a key part, I think, today, especially when you look at employee retention, recruiting, and the the overall job market. You know, we're at a record low back to 1969 at I think at 3.6 percent right now. So uh, performance management, key, uh, a key part, tying into your culture and, uh, and, and what is performance management. So that's, uh, I guess, a good starting point. To people think uh, we do performance reviews every couple of years, but that's definitely old school. Sounds like the 80s. Right, you know, the 80s. <laughs> the, when, yeah, the 70s and 80s when your review was, you know, it was never about what was good. It was, you know, you suck. Yeah, that's so. the uh, disappointment time. Yeah. Yeah, and no, and no one looked forward to it. It was always, yeah, always negative. Everyone focused more on the negatives, and no one looked forward to – and still no one really does look forward to performance reviews. But hopefully as we go through this podcast, we'll help give some tips to make it a little bit more streamlined and interactive. And you want to give your companies the best advantage possible to retain the best people. So. Right, and it's you know, as, as you'll go through some best practices, it's you know before it might have been once a year or every other year. Uh, you know, at least once a year. Now it's it's something more on, ongoing. When you look at some statistics out there of when you want to look at employee retention, and uh, you know, people are, are always you know a lot of people want to know, am I doing okay? Am, you know, how can I be better, or what am I doing right or wrong? Mm-hmm. And uh, having those conversations more often. But uh, you know, when you look at seventy nine percent of employees quit their jobs because of lack of appreciation. And as their as their main reason for leaving. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in I mean, all of us managers probably could be doing a better job of showing appreciation to our employees. It's it's just human nature to kind of accentuate the negative. Tell the restaurant they did a bad job instead of telling the restaurant that hey, I had a great time with great food. You always look for things to be negative about more than the compliments. But and I'm I'm first time I saw that I was really surprised that seventy nine percent of people move because mm-hmm. of lack of appreciation. That's amazing. But you're exactly right about appreciation and positive comments. I uh, had a, a, a good experience with a uh, uh, with a company and spoke to the owner and, and said, you know, so and so was awesome mm. and finished product, and you referred us to somebody else, and it was fantastic. And and he was excited and said, uh, you know what? That's why I'm in business. I'll, all I ever get are the calls that are, you, bad, know, yeah. you, you know, this was bad. But he goes, you know, you don't hear often enough that. You did something good. Sure, it's so, it's way too easy nowadays to complain. Right. right. The uh, another statistic from uh, from our data was that forty two percent of employees think that uh, or think or consider annual reviews are ineffective. Yeah, it's not so. And, and similar in the same data set, ninety five percent of managers are dissatisfied with their company's performance reviews. So both sides, the people kind of facilitating the performance reviews and the the recipients, the employees. No one's happy with it. It's it's just it's not going well, kind of in the old state, and we we need to make some changes. Part of that is the is the process that you'll go through, and and as everyone's required to do it, how many people are trained to know how to do it well? Right. So, uh, your the the last step before you you jump into a little history. Ninety one percent of millennials are going to be at a job for less than three years. So anything that you if you can help develop uh, that generation. 
into with performative views and company culture and have them stay. So much goes into recruiting, so much goes into the training, and then to start that process over in three years, it it gets expensive. For, you lose something every time. Right. So and, if, and with the millennials, we did cover it in a prior podcast that I think is in our library of podcasts is under the employee engagement where we are our own company. We've implemented an actual bonus for people that stay one year, three years, five years, instead of just starting out at five, five years. Five, right? Yeah, the, right. a way to capture millennials and get them more engaged b- before the typical five-year mark. Right. So, Jason, tell us a little bit about the history of performance reviews. <laughs> he, he, found, he found this yeah. uh, tidbit. We'll yeah, pull so out I, the old camera with the black and white. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it, it, performance reviews as we know them today started around World War One when the U.S. government or the military was incentivizing or evaluating soldiers and their performance to, uh, to make sure the soldiers were performing at a peak performance. So right around then World War II is when kind of where most employers, over half the employers, started using a performance review based on the military's model. So that's that kind of review. It's an annual review. It looks at key performance indicators. It's not really a two-way feedback. It's a one-way feedback, manager to employee. So that's where it was for 30, 40, 50 years. And hopefully now we're starting to evolve into kind of the newer performance management model instead of just the performance review. Great. Makes sense. So let's let's go through some best practices. So you've got uh, for companies that haven't, haven't been doing performance reviews or uh, or haven't maybe been effective at doing them. So where do we start? Yeah, so the, I mean, the, the, the not-so-scary part is you just try and build in frequent conversations with your employees. It doesn't have to be formal. It could just be, hey, can we talk for a few minutes? Maybe give the employee a heads up. Like, hey, can we talk for 15 minutes in the conference room uh, about some of your projects that you're working on, responsibilities? Um, But to start, I think it's a great idea to outline some of the goals and expectations. Obviously, the manager has the final say, but try and make that a two-way feedback, and the employee can deliver some of their their ideas of where they see that role going, some of the uh, projects that would be best to work on between the manager and the employee, then come up with a game plan, have it written, and written performance review, a written performance plan, then that's kind of the goals that the manager employee can periodically, once a month at least, maybe more frequently, bi-weekly, to talk about <clears throat> the employee's performance, where they see things are going, any obstacles, where do they see some good potential and process improvements. So that's the, kind of that nice two-way feedback. Make it informal, make it formal, kind of a mixture of both. So as I'm raising my hand for a question, <laughs> uh, so from that standpoint, I'm just asking out of my own curiosity, when you do lay that out, do you say to the employees ahead of time, well, this will be part of your year-long throughout the year review and kind of verbalize it? Is it better to do that or just let it kind of I think once meetings? it's ingrained in the culture, people understand it, but maybe to start, I think it's a great idea that, hey, these will be informal conversations. We're just going to be kind of talking about where your performance is, some of the goals, some of the projects you're working on, some of the things you're doing well. Always it's a great idea to compliment and celebrate the successes whenever you can. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, we'll kind of consolidate all of the different kind of reviews and discussions we've had throughout the year. And then we'll also incorporate some other people's reviews and feedback into like maybe some vendors that we work with, some coworkers, other departments, and then get feedback. And that's kind of what we'll build towards, towards the kind of the annual consolidated review. 
And uh, let's talk about, uh, as you're organizing that, how much, uh, as you start this process, how much training do you need to do as different levels of organization? Because as you're starting at the top and working all the way down, you've got multiple layers. The, the larger the organization grows, the more layers that are involved. How, uh, how much is training needed to, uh, to teach each level? I mean, I, th- I think it's a great idea to start with good training. I mean, that's what our organization does. You can give us a call or shoot us an email whenever you can. We'd be happy to help. Um, but if, if a company wanted to take it on, it doesn't have to be anything uh, really complicated. It could just be some quick tips and best practices, a cheat sheet from managers. I mean, we, we do recommend the training as a, as a kickoff and get managers comfortable and maybe some, some role-playing and modeling just to see what it would look like. And it's not all that scary. It's pretty pretty easy to do. Um, but then after the kind of the, the, the culture, a new program kicks off, it's pretty easy going forward. Then it's just kind of riding a bike and you're used to it already. And both sides will help both the employee and management. So there's really a yeah. good investment of time and uh, resources to do it. And the employees really find it valuable too, this more infrequent or more frequent informal feedback because they get to kind of two-way street. They're, they're not waiting year-end surprise. Hey, what did I get in review? What does the manager think I'm doing poorly or well? I'm offering my suggestions year-round. I think it's a great, great kind of process improvement for everyone. So what do you think uh, on the 360 side as far as the give-and-take relationship and doing it on doing it more often, I think, has got to be beneficial for everybody? Yeah, I, I mean, definitely the clients that we've talked to that we've rolled it out for have really appreciated it because uh, it's, it's something that has improved their productivity, their culture, the employee engagement, and everyone thinks, sees it as a win-win across the organization. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, when you look at performance management and you look at bonuses, you've got a you've you know you've got a more consistent operation with your employees versus you know we had a client that you know, had someone in their accounting department that you know come first come fourth quarter, you know this person rocked you know and come right. January February it was back to the same old sure uh, and uh, had it down pat I'm going to rock for two months so I can get a great bonus and then kind of fade off but doing it all year along with conversations back and forth you know what works and doesn't work is uh, I, I would think has to be a better uh, have better results and I think it's through the open dialogue communications I think that's a great idea to do it on a more frequent basis you know I look at it I've recently lost a bunch of weight it's way Congratulations. better it's way better to weigh yourself every day of the week than it is weigh yourself once a year because oh, wow. you weigh yourself once a year, you're going to get into trouble. Mm. Or, but if you weigh yourself more frequently, like employee reviews and things, you're going to have better, uh, better so results. Now so. you're weighing yourself like three times a day? Three times a day, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting at my desk in a garbage bag. You know, got, got the heat up to 99 degrees. And yeah. So lots of water. That's why he's on the radio. That's right. <laughs> Trying to get that TV body. <laughs> so. But yeah, although the communication is great, though. I mean, I think that's a fantastic idea, and the training sessions that you put together are amazing, Jason. Yeah, we've helped a few clients roll this out to their organization. We start, obviously, with the, the key decision makers. Do you want to roll out company-wide goals to have managers build off of those goals to make sure everyone's kind of rowing the same direction? What do you want the training to look like? How frequently do you want managers to meet with their employees? And then we can train the management staff remotely, in person. We have a combination of different ways to get the message out to kind of the best practices to we have webinars right right a lot of different ways does an awesome job (laughs) a lot of different ways that we can help managers and employees get this message out to to kind of edgar's nikki's cousin that's right (laughs) never seen the same place twice 
So that's uh, some great comments and uh, good best practices, Jason. I, I think you know the more we can uh, companies can implement that on an ongoing basis, the you know the better the organization, the better you know helps with the culture as well because it's it's more than just performance individual management. It's you're you're getting an overall taking the temperature of the of the organization overall. Because like you, you said before, it's it's the worst case scenario is if you lose an employee either because they're unhappy, they're not feeling appreciated or they just waited till the year-end performance review and they felt surprised. When you lose an employee, you lose that productivity, higher costs for recruiting and training. And, so and you're back to scratch. Yeah, yeah. it's it, training. Yeah. yeah. Well, any questions, please feel free to send them to hr at employco.com. And uh, we're on all social media, Twitter, at EmployCo and Facebook. Right. At and EmployCo and Twitter. So if you have uh, any suggestions or comments or ideas for future podcasts, I think uh, next month we're shooting to bring in a, uh, a special guest. Special guest. Exciting. Stay tuned to see who. That's right. Actually, so. we already know, but. <laughs> You're just not telling. Exactly. So, But uh, thanks for joining us on our podcast. And uh, remember to contact us with any questions. Happy to help you with, uh, with your company or, uh, or uh, any HR issues. And uh, Thanks. Have a good day. See you Thank next you. month.